concentric circles and in squares within squares. Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I'm your host, Albert Destrada, alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. Guys, today we got something a little special for you based on last episode's popularity. You guys gave us some love. You guys came back and gave us some appreciation. You said you enjoyed the program. You said Unhappily Ever After was funny, insightful, all this good stuff. It made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So Brandon and I have decided that today we're going to run it back in a way. We're going to add on and kind of create a sequel, a part due, if you will, of the last episode, cover a little bit more of the topics within marriage and some of the, you know, hits and misses and why we're struggling a little bit so much as a society. Um, Brandon, you as a single guy, you're going to give us as much as you can as a 30 year old without a wife on why marriages aren't working in the United States. Perfect. Super easy. If there's one thing that I know, it's super easy to be funny uh, once. It's even easier to replicate that and be funny twice. So I'm really pumped. Speaking of a challenge, dude, marriage, dude, you know what? I, I don't want to, I don't want you guys to feel a little too harshly as you know, these you looking at us saying, look at these two single guys with no wife and kids trying to mansplain whoa, whoa, us whoa, about whoa. marriage. We, we've started, we, we were in a interracial marriage of friendship before it was popular. We were actually, we were, we're basically you and I, you and I've effectively been a husband and wife combination for years, just without any of the sexual things. I think that we started the movement. Brandon, I will tell you that I, I do believe that marriage is difficult. It's not easy. I'm not I'm not clowning on people who are not happy in their marriage or have maybe gone through a bad marriage. You know, it ain't easy. It ain't basically everybody. We are clowning on everyone else, but <laughs> listen, my boy Mike Birbiglia called it out in his special. And he said, listen, uh, something to the effect of, uh, this is from uh, Mike Birbiglia from my girlfriend's boyfriend. He said, 50% of marriages end in divorce. That's just first marriages. Second marriages 60 to 62 percent in divorce, third marriages 70 to 75 percent. That's a learning curve. So, listen, there's dude, no, there's no suicides included in that either. That's just divorce. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I don't think if you kill yourself, that counts as divorce or, or just straight up running away from home. I think those statistics are missing that section of it, dude. This shit ain't easy, bro. It ain't easy to stay together in 2021. That's what I want, by the way, though. I need a comprehensive. I don't need to know if it ended in divorce. I just need to know that it ended. You just need to know whether the guy literally couldn't hack it and to change his identity and they thought he died, but just stayed married. But it's just like, I'm too lazy to go through the legal process of getting rid of this person in my life. Oh, dude. And how many people, whoever the fucking wealthier spouse is, is just like, I'm not losing half. What a weird situation it is, by the way. If you just think about it, if you just consider it at it, what at its core. Two people who are saying, hey, we are so into each other as humans that let's get some lawyers and contracts involved and let's just get our finances commingled to the point where if something happens, we're going to really have a difficult situation. Like how weird is that that a part of our society? Dude, marriage used to be exclusively, exclusively about consolidating power. It used to be about like joining armies and families and like land. And it used to be completely transactional with goats and shit. Now marriage is just so you can post something interesting on Instagram to say we are engaged and then post, you know, like the photos leading up to your wedding and have a beautiful wedding and compete on that. I do prefer it this way, though, because the lack of goats that I have is alarming and I would not be able to offer any fucking guy very much in the, the way. Good, the good old goat trading days. Yeah. For, 
<laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if the feminist movement is going to be too happy with uh, if if people were still trading goats for women's handed marriage. I think that's a uh, that's one tradition that I think they're going to be a little bit pleased is gone. And so it's interesting how marriage has evolved, like you said, in such a short period of time from goat trading and land consolidation to like. Hey, it's this like romantic person, like here's your dream person. But now it's like gone to this, like, it's basically the movie. This is 40 where they're just like, so over it. And they're just dragging themselves through it. And Paul Rudd's trying to eat muffins out of the garbage. Oh, really? It feels like a hunger game. It's just a survival thing now. Yeah. They're just, people are just grinding it out. They feel like every day is just like a battle to get through it. And it's, it's just, it's just really strange to me. It's weird. I'm, I'm just such an asshole too. Cause I'm like, so like anti-establishment, like I'm like this fucking bullshit that was the, the engagement ring created by the diamond industry just so I can get engaged and then get married so that like the government can fucking have a say on how they tax me or my assets are divided. I'm just over it. I just want to get married like in spirit and not like on paper anywhere. Why is, are you still Brandon? Are you still the, uh, I don't want a big wedding or I want like four total people in my wedding type of guy. No, I would definitely do like six to eight. <laughs> okay. So you're just, and that's because you don't agree with the institution or what, what, what what's your insane rationale there? I, I hate two things. I hate when people say, that college is the best years of your life, and I hate when they say that marriage is the happiest day of your life. What the fuck do I have to live for after that then? So what you're saying is after I fucking graduate from UF and I fucking get my fucking khaki shorts and then I go and I marry some chick that I met at a barbecue while wearing my UF polo and I fucking get married <laughs> to her, like after that day, like I'm done. Like no more happy days and no more best years of my life. Like no, fuck that. I'll marry someone that I love so we can go through the damn thing. I'm going to not spend all my money on my wedding and I'm going to go travel and buy houses and boats with my spouse. When you break it down like that, it actually is a, it's a little bit depressing. Like I'm, I'm on the other side, buddy. You know that I'm on the other side. Like I've always been like, I want a, I want a giant wedding. I want fucking hundreds of people. I want a live band performing. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a blowout. I don't want to, I don't want to put the fucking guests through them having to get me shit that I don't want. Like, like, and then they give me cash. So I'm, throwing a wedding and paying for it. And then they have to be there and give me money for it. And like, fuck that. And then people now they're doing like ways to circumvent it. Like let's do a destination wedding or let's do this. Or like this person doesn't get a plus one. It's like, you have to decide how much people mean to you in a really awkward way. As much as I hate cruises, it should be go get married like with you and like your immediate family. And then you just let people know that we will be on this cruise for these three days. If you want to come get hammered with us. And it's on you and you can dress however you want. You don't have to get us anything and you can see us when you want to see us and you just have a good time. You know why, Brandon, I think they do this. You know why I think they try to create marriage. Answer. It's because people go to weddings on that one in a million chance that they get to see a bride or a groom freak out. <laughs> oh, you, you think they go for the disaster potential? Oh, yeah, they, they, it's, it's fucking pirate times. We go to watch somebody walk, walk the fucking plank and we want to see if somebody whips out a sword and starts freaking out and killing people. And, so, and somebody wants to just have it and put a video up on YouTube and be like, I, I got a million views because I was at that wedding. Dude, that's the only thing that makes sense. I don't understand why I need to have other people watch me have a good time. I'm going to rant. Give me, give me 10 seconds. I'm going to rant. Here we go. Rant it. And then you got to have fucking uh, all these people there that you don't want to fucking have. And they're there because they probably didn't even want to be there to begin with. But they're there because you invited them there. And then it's a whole fucking guilt trip. And rant. And rant. I hate it. I'm so anti. That being said, I'll probably end up with the biggest fucking money spending waste of a wedding ever. 
Brandon, you feel better? I feel like you just let out some demons. I feel like you let a lot off your chest there, pal. I feel like you had it. You were holding, you're bottling that up. And I'm glad that we did the second episode so you can get that shit off your chest. And I'm speaking for the millennials that are like notoriously bad with money, spending more money on things like other than fucking smart investments, like more fucking bullshit. All right, here's what I think they're doing, B. Here's what I think they're doing. I think I think they're trying to recreate the early stages of dating. Because when you first start dating someone, it's fun. It's exciting. You're discovering shit. You're you're nervous. You're like, you know, the first time, you know, I, I remember I, I told you about a girl I dated about 10 years ago. And you're like, what was it like the first time you guys got together? And I told you, Brandon, when she took her top off, I felt like doves started flying through the room. And like, you're trying to recapture that magic. And I think that's, I think that's why people pour so much money and effort and fucking emotional stress into weddings is because when they're dating, it feels like an episode of The Bachelor. They're on a helicopter flying over a fucking volcano. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. I'm going to interrupt you. If you want to recreate that and feel like you're on a helicopter date, don't spend the money on a wedding and go on a helicopter date. That's a good point. Literally that's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> you spend two weeks a month and feel like you're on The Bachelor for probably half of what it would cost to go fucking through with this wedding. It, you could probably live like an absolute just Egyptian fucking king for like 15 grand if you went to fucking the Philippines or Thailand or uh, Portugal or one of these places where it's gorgeous and it's fucking cheap and you could live like an absolute sultan for a whole month. And you could probably do that every year for like a couple years for the same price as a wedding. So you just you just hate the economics behind it. What you were just telling me is you're like, I don't agree with the econ here. I hate the economics and I hate the sentiment of this is the most special day. Like, no, this is supposed to be a jumping off point. Like the, the vows are all like, it's a journey. It's a journey. Now, what we're telling you is that this is the happiest day. So the journey is going to be so much worse than today. But good luck. It's like we're going to leave you penniless, but go on this journey that's never going to be as good as today. Fuck that. I want every day to keep getting better. And I want to fucking not have to worry about spending a ton of money. I get it too, though. I'll spend money on the diamond. I want my girl to have a big fucking flashy diamond out there in the social scene. I'll spend the money on that. Leave me alone for the wedding. Somebody else wants to pay for it. Go for it. Funny you mentioned the journey because I, I do kind of think of this as like a timeline, right? And I, I, I find here, here's another ironic or interesting thing I found about that journey or that timeline. Here's what I think, Brandon. I think that when a in traditional society, when a man and a woman start dating, I feel like what's customarily understood is this. The man is courting the woman. The man is chasing the woman. I'm asking her out. I'm taking her to dinner. I want to, you know, see her more. I feel like the guy's the one that has to be the aggressor or the pursuer or the guy taking the lead. And I think the irony is when you get into that stage where you're married and now you're together that dynamic literally flips 180 degrees where it's the guy now, all he wants is space and time for himself and to see his buddies. And the, the, the wife generally wants more of him and wants him at home more. Again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's space. I think it's, they want enjoyment and it goes back to like the, the whole thing that we've been But is it enjoyment? But wasn't the woman, the enjoyment they were looking for, they were pursuing her. They were in love with her. They were chasing her. She was the enjoyment, right? No, because it's, it's lying to each other and tolerating things for a short period of time that you don't actually want to tolerate long-term. Like, watching football together or whatever and granted guys are oh more so you think so you think that a lot of these couples 
are pretending to be okay with certain things 100% until they get together for long enough and then that shit starts to, to get under their skin ah. 100% and then so again you're, you're so you're pro just being like dude I don't like this I don't like that I'm not that's kind of my approach where I'm just like I'm never going to do this it goes back it goes back to the dynamic at home she and it is fucking insane taking care of a kid is insane I do not blame women for like not wanting men to be out there doing shenanigans while they're like taking care of kids. And I think that it needs to go to the equal dynamic. Child care is super cheap in the scheme of thinking about two people working. If two people are working and contributing towards $30,000 or $40,000 in child care, like you're crushing it. You're not as stressed. You both probably want the same things to go have a beer and do something relaxing and you're on equal footing. Well, you, listen, you, I'll, I'll tell you this, Brandon, I wasn't with you at the beginning so much. You were like, I want to save the money from the wedding and go travel to the Philippines. I'm like, ah, let's try to do both. But on this one, Brandon, on this one, I could not be more with you. Like directly speaking, dude, I know that me personally, I don't want to raise my baby, but I do want to raise my child. I, I look at it like when that child is like under five years old, I'm like, let's get as much help as we can. Like that is a toddler. That is an infant. That is a human that I'm not going to have a lot of skill to be able to help. I'm just not. So I'd rather throw my cash at that. And then when it becomes an, a human being who I can have a conversation with and be like, dude, just put it down. At that point, then I want to start raising the child. That's what I look at. And I think you're actually right there. I think maybe... I think maybe people don't allocate their funds intelligently enough, or maybe they don't have enough help from family members, um, or they just let the stressors of raising a small child just beat them to the ground. Buddy. Dude, it's so many things too. Like God bless America, and like God bless you wanting to like be there for your kid. But people don't think about the fucking long game, bro. Like if you want to be there for your kid, great. But if you don't take care of your own fucking self and your own marriage, it's gonna be a dog shit environment real soon. Right. Yeah. Cause they, people, that's, that, and that's another I thing. A good parent. I want to be a good parent. And then like, I hate my life. I resent my kid or whatever. Like you gotta fucking like pump the brakes. It's a fucking marathon. Yeah, like, you're right. They, people, people, people try to grind it out and they try to like literally eat the shit to the point where they, they start to resent their partners. Right. They start to hate their life. They're not happy. You know what, they do? All, you know what they do? I'm going to go back to a sports reference. People treat fucking uh, raising kids and marriage. Like it's the fucking playoffs in baseball. And you're like, Going down to a three-man rotation and you're extending people, it's not. It is the regular fucking season. We got 162 games of these things. Strap it the fuck in. You better have tendencies and you better have like methods that allow you to play a whole fucking season. Yeah, you're like, you're basically like, don't burn out all the tank. Don't use yeah. all your, don't use all of your bullets early. You're like, you got to space these things out. On, on all sorts of things. It's like, not only don't like burn yourself out for the season. It's like, don't show your best pitch in the first inning of the first day of the first fucking game. Like you gotta, you gotta fucking do some self care in there. And again, I think it goes back to people mismanage their finances, but I'm not going to get into that. But two in two income streams is the way to go. Two income streams pay for childcare and rent number three. Listen, I, I'm with you on that last point, by the way. As much as I've grown up, you know, as a Cuban person with a traditional household is what I saw in front of me in, in a Latin culture, the two-income thing is huge, brother. And there's an example in modern pop culture right now where um, somebody was telling me that there's like a new Cinderella movie out, Brandon. I'm, I'm sure you didn't see this because you don't have any kids, but somebody was telling me, they're like, hey, I know you have a podcast. It's really interesting. There's a new Cinderella. It's by played by that, uh, the pop star Camila Cabello, I think is her name. And I don't know, Brandon, the trash music. 
Yeah, I don't listen. I don't listen to her shit either. But apparently, the way it goes is like their Cinderella at the end says no to the prince when he in- proposes to her because she wants to pursue her career. And then in, in the movie, literally, she's like, "I want to be a dressmaker." And the prince literally says, "Okay, I'm going to quit my prince job and follow you around the world and pursue your dream of being a dressmaker." And the whole thing is like it's trying to empower women to know that they can, you know, they don't have to depend on a male. And I think it's, I think it's a good message that they're sending to the younger generation, but I think we're in a transitional period, man. I think we're getting better at addressing the wage gap and addressing how society works. But I still think we're like, we're like in the early days of the internet where people haven't figured it out yet because women are getting their just due when it comes to work and jobs and opportunities and wage gap. But I think society is still skewed because as far as I'm concerned, when I go out dating, I don't see that it's 50-50 in dating where girls are like, let me pay for half of the date. Let me do this. And that's where I think we have a fracture because we can't have equal pay and equality in the workforce and in earnings and not have it trickle down into relationships and dating because otherwise you have a gross imbalance. You know what I'm saying, Brandon? So it needs to be equal, but not by like total value. It needs to be equal by percentage. So if I make a hundred thousand and somebody makes 50,000, then okay, they're taking care of, uh, one third of the expenses effectively, right? That's it. That's interesting. Oh yeah. Cause I, I've had somebody tell that me that before and they're like, Oh, like I can't, uh, I can't like make a dent in the expenses compared to what you make. Great. So contribute equally so that it, you know, for lack of a better term, hurt, hurts us both equally or makes the same dent in us equally. And there you go. If you can contribute 200, cause that's what is equal on your thing, then great. Sure. It, it's like more about the, uh, the process and the like the sentiment you think we can get there though do you really think oh, we're never gonna get there no 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 we're, it's not gonna get there it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense because there's it, it's the, the the financial thing and then but we still have to be chivalrous and it's it's not gonna work right and, and it's both sides by the way i feel like a lot of guys feel uncomfortable letting women pay for them and i feel like a lot of women are like oh yeah we make the same at work but the guy should oh, pay and i think i think society we're we like we're like in the way i look at it is like Maybe the early days of the internet is not enough. Maybe it's the early days of like, um, you know, we started getting over segregation. It's like the 60s. We're like, no, hey, guys, we're all equal now. And everyone's like, haha, in the South. Yeah, kind of. What we did effectively is like we combined two different sports. And so people don't know if they need to like run to first or try to throw a touchdown. Like they don't. Right. That's a real. The the sad part is I'm all for it. Like, let's do it. We have like this perfect fucking dual income system now. And like the equal contributing towards childcare and like everybody can relax a little bit, but we're, we're definitely going to fuck it up. It's not going to. Oh work. yeah, for sure. In the fifties yeah. and sixties, it was so clear. It was like, man goes to work. Woman stays home, takes care of kids. Everybody knew their role. And like, people weren't happy with it. Guys were like, I'm busting my ass and women are home. Like I'm busting my ass with the kids, but that was what it was. And now we're like in this flux transition where it's like, you know, the empowerment and like the men, but then also the guys don't want to be beta. It's like, we're in this weird flux. And maybe that's why fucking relationships are struggling, brother. Maybe yeah, that's why, like I said, it's definitely not going to work. I'm just dreaming out here in Fairy Hill land. All right, so Brandon, here's a question for you, buddy. What do you think about this situation? We're talking about pay gap, right? We're talking about equality. We're getting closer. I already feel you setting me up to say something. Oh, yeah. We're going to put you between a rock and a hard place. Here we go. Ironic that I'm saying rock, by the way. Guy and girl get engaged. They stay together for a little bit. Everything's going hunky-dory. Next thing you know, the guy calls off the engagement. Okay. Should the girl give the ring back? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely yes. There is oh yeah. Interesting, but he was a gift, Brandon. It was a gift. I'm playing devil's advocate here. He gave it to her as a symbol of his love and affection and all that no, good it's, stuff. It's a, it's a symbol of a binding proposition that we are going to get married. If we are no longer going to get married, that is now dissolved and it goes back. I'm listen. I I agree with you. By the way, I agree with you. But listen, if I can't even ask for my baseball back, shout out to my listeners from episode one of It's Not Polite to Ask. How on earth am I going to ask for my engagement ring back? I'm just saying. I actually think that I had a conversation like this uh, with somebody a while back, and I was like, "I'll get you a lookalike ring, and then if we go through with it, you could have the real thing." That's that's not a real thing. Yeah. I got it, dude. You're out here giving fake rings in case shit doesn't work, Brandon. What kind of message are you sending? <laughs> if you're telling me there's a chance that I'm not getting back a thirty or a forty thousand dollar ring, then like, yeah. Are you gonna move into a model home and be like, well, if we stay together, we'll get a real home? But for now, let's try this furniture that's already. Are you joking? That's actually a real thing. They're called model homes. People Stop. get to check them out before they do it. Then Stop. they get the real home once they go through with it. That's Stop it. it! You just made my point. Stop it! They're not living in it, but they're touring it. So they're touring with the ring. So the ring is the model home of the yeah. relationship. You just made my point. <laughs> You're like, here's the square footage. Here's where the fucking den is. Here's where the bedrooms are. For like, sure. That's really what you think. I, I, I don't know what that is. And I, I, I'd be very curious to see if you and I, because I, I do agree the ring should go back. I, I feel mean, like it would be gonna, awkward. I'm going to be a small figure. I don't know how much our people are spending on like engagement rings, but in my current oh, life. Oh, they're not cheap, buddy. You know, how, you know how much people are spending on them. You know they're not cheap. In my current life situation, I think that it's pretty reasonable to assume that I'm going to spend, you know, on my future person, thirty to $40,000. Like that's not like a small chunk of change. Thirty to forty thousand—that's a hell of a fucking ring, brother. That's a—that's a pretty nice model home, bud. I'm saying, I'm saying. I, I think that that's—I think that that's kind of the range that I'm going to be talking about for a ring. So basically, what you're, you're proposing is, is like a prenup for a prenup. You're like, listen, before we get married, there's going to be a prenuptial agreement. But before I give you this piece of expensive jewelry, I'm going to need you to sign this piece of paper. People sign more paperwork when they're signing up for Netflix than for getting a fucking <laughs> big ass expensive engagement ring. Are you kidding? Yeah, you're right. You get a recurring payment on that too. Yeah, it's fucking terms and conditions may apply. It's the fucking offer. <laughs> like, you can't sign up for anything these days. If it costs fucking $12, you're signing terms and conditions. Do you personally ask for the ring back or do you go through a, a third party? Do you have like, hey, my buddy's going to come over and pick up the ring or do you have her like physically give you the ring back? Like, what's the procedurally? It depends on who's ending things with who. In this situ situation, you're telling me the guy breaks up with the girl. And first of all, sure. If you want to have a discussion about it, we can go on. If the girl breaks up with the guy... Just the ring better be at my door or in my hand or. Oh, that's the other side of it. If the girl breaks up with them, there's no chance she can keep it, right? Oh, there's there's zero percent chance. What a what a by the way, what a savage move that would be to just be like, sorry, Josh, our engagement is over. And thank you so much for this twenty thousand dollar piece of diamond jewelry. Thank you very much for this it. down payment on a condo. Like it's not um, a small chunk of change we're talking about. Unbelievable, by the way, because that 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 would just be like I, at that point, I feel like the guy should like. Yeah. should have like legal cause to it if the girl breaks up with him oh, and god bless america like i i totally agree like you got to go into a relationship like assuming it's going to work out but you have to be a little statistically aware that like they don't all work out they very few of them work out apparently according to mike berbiglia less than half buddy here's a question for you is the whole like three months pay thing still a thing is that how we're like determining this you know i, I read up a lot about that and and here's my take on that and this is i'm glad you brought that up brandon so many of those things that used to be like the, hey, here's the standard, 
I'm like, dude, yo, look at the wage gap, brother. Like, how am I going to save up three months of pay if we're making the same amount of money? Like, another thing that falls in that same umbrella, Brandon, that you know I'm really big on is it used to be the guy paid for most of the stuff during dating. The guy paid for the engagement ring. And, and guess who? Parents, yeah. And guess who paid for the wedding? Ding, 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 ding. The parents of the bride. I always looked at that as that was the that was the rebate that the male got for dating. It's like, right. brother, I paid for all this stuff for all this time. Now when it comes to this big expense, your parents have to pay for them. And I feel like even well-off girls now are like, we're splitting the wedding. I, I think feel like the easiest way to, to just end this whole thing is just to institute a engagement timepiece for the guy. Just a nice engagement Rolex or a nice engagement AP. And then we don't have to worry about giving back rings and things like that. So from the guy who earlier was telling me that we're spending too much time on weddings and marriage. Now you're like, let's add another piece. Yeah, no, I said in the beginning, I'm down to spend money on, on the ring. Guys, I hope you enjoyed our little debate today. It was lively. It was fun. We had a good back and forth on the subject of marriage. Are we going to have to start limiting how many rants I have per podcast? We are definitely going to put a number on those, brother. We are going to have to calm you down because you were a rabid dog just now. You're I, out of your mind. I got a little little bit of stress out. I feel good. I'm no you longer feel, out of my kindergarten teacher. You seem like you got a lot off your chest there. So uh, at, at least, yeah, at least uh, you know, you won't be as much of a psychopath this week. But um, guys, well, listen, we're offering a new little promo here. It's not polite to ask. Uh, we want your feedback. We want you guys to interact with us. And in order to do that, Brandon and I are offering a special gift. Send us your questions. Send us a topic that you would like for us to discuss here on air over the internet on the different platforms that we're on. Please comment on either our social media page at It's Not Polite to Ask on Twitter or Instagram or comment on one of the platforms where you listen to us along with our five-star rating. And the best question of the month, the best question receives, wait for it, drum roll please, drum roll, a special autographed White Claw, sealed and undrank, by Brandon and myself to your doorstep for giving us the best question, guys. So any topic or any interesting thing that you'd like for us to hear on the program, you're going to get a special autographed White Claw Black Cherry, we do the right things, from us. So please contact us. Give us your feedback. We want to hear from you. And on that note, for my fantastic interim co-host and maniacal ranter, Brandon Shaw, I'm your host, Albert Destrade. And always remember, it's not polite to ask. <laughs>